0: ID also known as the entertainer and welcome back again today and as of today I am not only the entertainer and nor am I only d but I am also a instructor Woo! now if you all aren't aware um, I would go back to the previous podcast titled special update and um, I would quickly listen to that real quick um, but basically what's going on is that I have launched my very own business that being my very own the secrets to digital art with procreate course and i figured you know what for all of you um tolerating my updates on it and coming by even when you know I keep reminding you all of it, and I'm really proud of this project, and I'm glad that you all have stuck around, even during the, um, technical difficulties and the times when I can't make an actual podcast because I have a lot of work to do. Thank you all so very, very much, and yeah, and also if you missed the previous podcast but have been here for a while, um, just to let you all know, I am testing out, um, How far away I want to be from the mic. I do realize, um, listening back to most of my, my recordings, um, I do- I am very quiet, so I'm trying to find a balance between, you know, um, being too quiet or being good enough and such like that. But anyways, let's get on to this special already. So, I figured in this special we would do mm, roughly like a half hour or something of um, podcast goodness. So, I figured we could have some sections. So, um, this first section, or first roughly ten minutes or so, would just be me talking about myself and everything. Then the next one we could talk about art, and then the last one we could talk about writing. You know, divided up between my three main topics. And so, yeah. So, let's get a move on with that. So, hello. If you all aren't aware, I like to go by D, also known as The Entertainer. And I'd actually like to go to a little story about The Entertainer. Now, for the longest time, I had always imagined myself being up on the stage, either at, like, some sort of con of some sort, whether it be Comic-Con or something of that nature. And I always imagined myself being on stage as this, like the entertainer persona and um you know i've always imagined myself being dressed up in this marching band-esque costume with a tiny top hat and um things like that and a different hairstyle and all sorts of things and that's kind of been the representation in my mind of my future successes going forward obviously the launching of this business has been a huge success and also, um, one of the main reasons why I was so focused on launching was because I graduate as well. I graduate high school as well. I am I, I'm a high school graduate now as of um, launching this business. I'll go into more detail about that in a minute. But, you know, it's just something to where... You know, it's become the entertainer persona, or whatever you'd like to call it, avatar, or whatever, has become the symbol of my future success. Um, for those of us who haven't been with me for a long time, I've always wanted, well, not always wanted, but I've found that my passion would be more in creating movies and shows and things of that nature. You know, I started out as a singer then i realized that i'm a terrible singer and then i moved on to being a novelist realized i'm a terrible novelist and then found that my place may be in script writing and then from there it evolved um into my place being just someone who makes the ideas someone who works through the scenes who you know scripts r- scriptwrites with people i want to have a team where we bounce ideas off each other and we write the script together and things like that and i want to be able to make movies and tv shows and you know be as grand as some of the th- some of the projects that i absolutely adore you know like um like the marvel cinematic universe has been a very big very big um thing for me, not just because these are characters that I have grown up with through various cartoons, but also because these characters have been given life, and it's awesome, and I just absolutely love watching them. I am aware of the the MCU's flaws. I am aware that uh, some of the movies do have extensive plot holes and plot armor and other fancy writer terms that some of us may not know. But I'm still such a huge fan of them. and I believe through that I have found the number one show that is going to get me through creating the stuff once I get my movie studio because I'm I'm aiming for that. That's that's where all of this is going is for me to get my own movie studio. And um, the biggest, the biggest inspiration for me, um, what I consider one of the best, one of the best, um, pieces of script writing I've ever seen. It's just, it's Marvel, um, the MCU's, uh, Marvel Studios, the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Now, a lot of you probably haven't heard of this, and to be honest, it went under the radar for a lot of people because of all of the big movies coming in, and... Um, the Ages of Shield only really had tie ins to the Marvel things. We'd they'd only make references to characters. You didn't actually see Thor or Iron Man or anyone in the show. But even without that, they still made an incredibly hooking, compelling, and beautiful masterpiece. I I cannot praise this enough. It has some of the best writing I've ever seen. And coming off of and coming off of watching the CW series The Flash, I can honestly, I can only praise it higher. Now, CW's The Flash is an okay show if you're someone who isn't like me, who, you know, isn't a scriptwriter and isn't one to overanalyze things. But because I'm a script writer and because I overanalyze things, I find the plot holes, the forced morals, the um, characters never being mentioned again and everything highly annoying. And a lot of the plots and a lot of the themes and such just it doesn't, it either doesn't fit, it isn't a good fit, or it's just terrible writing. Like, I have nothing against the writers of the show. Nothing against them, okay? I don't even know their names or anything like that. And that's not to be mean, it's just, I didn't like go searching for their names and being all like, oh, I'm terrible. Of cr- no wonder why you're so terrible. You worked on this and this and this. No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that, you know, I just, from what I've seen, and what I've heard, and the forcedness in the show, I just, I can tell that some improvements could be made, and, um, you know, I don't hate the show, I really don't, it's just, I'm not really, I'm not really one to go back through that again, you know, unless I'm Unless I'm there to turn my brain off and just look at the problems and be like, alrighty, so I not know not to do this, this, and this. But whereas Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., there was never a moment like that. It is true that in the first two, possibly three episodes for me, it was just the first two, that it's a bit cheesy. It can be a bit cheesy with some of its jokes, but it immediately finds its flow right after that. And that is beautiful. Okay, it is beautiful, and I love it so much. and um, I am going to be holding myself up to that standard. If I can make a show as compelling and as deep and as wonderful as that, and even with the right with the writing quirks of most of the characters um, expressing emotion through staring around at each other, um, because of how great the show is, we can excuse these little details or little quirks that may seem out of place you know, somewhere else, or in some other form. Now, earlier, I was talking about being a graduate before I went off the rails, and the thing is, is that I am a homeschool kid, okay? I have been homeschooled my whole entire life, never went to public school, not once, and, um, (laughs) and so I'm a homeschool, um, home, um i'm a high i'm also in the high school grade just graduated in fact um i have been a senior pretty much the whole entire whole entire time that i've been doing this podcast and um and um the thing is is i've only ever skipped one grade but that was only because we were switching to a different learning program so my mom was kind enough to give me a fresh start on all that and so yeah and so, basically, when we went into this, um, initially, when we went into the business course and everything, I wasn't exactly fully on board. You know, I would contribute a little bit and a little bit here and a little bit there, put it in a little bit of the work for the business and everything, or for creating my own business and everything, but I wasn't really fully invested in it until about four months, four or three months ago, and that's when things started picking up. That's when I started making videos, and I started making assets, and I started making welcome sheets, which is, um, which is a series of PDFs and such, and all of that other stuff, and, um, about, about, I'd say, either a month and a half or two months ago, my mom sent the, and told me that if I were to finish this, if I were to put it up online, have it fully fully um fully functioning able for people to buy and people to you know get free stuff and everything like that if i was able to fully create um this funnel um it's called a sales funnel that's the type of business we're working in um if i was able to fully create this sales funnel i would be graduating high school and i gotta say that along with the fact that (laughs) that um i really didn't Uh, that, and along with the fact that, um, you know, I would be getting a nice, you know, holiday break really, really pushed me through, you know, because, um, the holiday break would be even nicer simply because I would not only have something gaining revenue and stuff, but, um, you know, we'd be gaining revenue and stuff, and I'd be getting revenue and all of that stuff, not just for myself, but also so that my dad, who, um, currently works somewhere, can, um, just stay home with us, and, um, that's one of the main reasons why I was so focused on getting this revenue, is because, um, one, I really wanted to graduate, and two, you know, I really like my I really like my lovely, lovely father to, um, you know, not have to, um, work at his job anymore so that we could actually travel in the travel trailer that we live in. So, you know, that's one of those things where it's just all like, <laughs> we. I'd really like to go see, uh, go see the lovely United States of America, please. And, you know, not have to worry... No no more money problems, you know? Because being a full-time RVer, that is... That's something that's a very big commitment. And, um... You know, you don't necessarily have to be rich. But you do have to have some sort of income coming in. Whether it's passive... Whether it's fully passive income, or, like what I'm doing. Or lo- like what my lovely mom is doing. Where she is going to be taking in coaching clients. So you know, that's just something to where, you know, something to think about if you're thinking about becoming a full-time RVer. Um, I don't, I don't think that there's anyone in my audience maybe thinking about that, but that's just some insight from someone who's been doing it for several years now, so, you know. (laughs) But anyway, so let's move on to our next talking point. So enough about me, let's go ahead and talk about art. Now, I'd like to talk about what exactly I've learned throughout my journey here. You see, it started a very long time ago when I got Procreate. Um, My mom says, because I honestly don't remember anything, my mom says that I got it when I was a small, small bean. You know, um, not um, not exactly the tiniest bean ever, but I think I was like six or something. Let's just say that. So I was six years old and um, they got me and my mom was looking for something extra to add on to my curriculum. And I'm not sure if I to- I've told this these stories before, but I'm just going to tell them again because I feel like it. So um, she was looking at art apps for me to get for extracurricular activities because, like I said before, I'm completely homeschooled. Um, so... You know, didn't even go to kindergarten or any, any of that stuff. I don't believe I went to daycare either, but I'm not 100% sure. But anyways, so she wanted to get me an art app and she found Procreate. Now, she recalls that, um, she vaguely recalls that at the time she thinks it was more expensive than it is now, which Procreate's about $10 now. It's a digital art app. It's very nice. But, um, I checked the price. it's about ten bucks, so honestly, very cheap and um uh, my mom's my mom says she thinks it was more expensive with that than that, but she wasn't sure, but either way, she got me the art app, and I began doodling with it now um sadly, I think all of my earliest drawings in procreate were lost because um about once every few years or so my parents would be awesome and get me a new iPad for Christmas but the thing is is that was back before you could just do that data sync thing where when you get a new iPad you can put your old iPad right next to it and it shares and they share the data with each other and um, so the new iPad's full of all of the old data from the old iPad which um, I really wish they could have had that back then but, you know, new developments and all that, so I'm pretty sure a lot of that old, really, really old art has been lost, but I do still have the art from when I had gotten my, um, Procreate course. Now, the Procreate course that I got, and I've explained this before, but basically, it wasn't terrible. It taught me every, it taught me a lot of stuff about Procreate, but it didn't But looking- thinking back to it, it wasn't as in-depth as, um, as- it wasn't as in-depth as I would like it to be now, and it didn't really teach me how to make art, it just taught me the software, which, yes, that was the aim of the course, but, um, it would've been nice to at least know that sketching was important, um, but, um, even without out of the way, it was a pretty good course and everything. And by the end of it, I was actually making some semi-decent art. You know, my, the fingers that I drew no longer looked like, um, small puffy balloons on, um, the people's hands. But, yeah, so it was just, that's just kind of how the whole thing started. And from there, where it went is it spiraled into a very, what is probably going to be a lifelong um, hobby slash passion. You know, for doing art and doodling and all of that stuff. And right now, real quick, I'd like to reminisce about what I think are some of the most important things to um, keep in mind about art and to know um, before you get into art. So basically, um, one of the important, most important things you need to know is whether or not you're going into pen- paper and pencil style art or if you're going into digital art. Now when I say paper and pencil style art, I, it's just an umbrella term for um, art that's physical. Um, for example, um, painting on a canvas, or um, sketching on paper, doing markers and stuff. I don't generally think of sculpture and things like that in this category, even though it is technically art. I think more of the, um, sort of flat canvas, you know, 2D type of art. And, um, You know, you're going to want to figure out which medium you're going to want. You're also going to want to figure out, um, you know, what kind of style you're going for. Cartoony, maybe you're going for something anime. Maybe you're going for something that's more of like an American comic book. You know, Um, things like that. Or if you're going for a manga or something like that. You know, Um, that's something to keep in mind as well. And um, also keep in mind what genre you're going into, which is basically an extension. Like, for example, if I went with cartoon, which I technically did, I learned how to create cartoon characters with art. Um, You could go from there and you could go a number of ways. You could go for horror, you could go for fairy, you could go for colorful, you could go for all sorts of different things. You could go, you could, um, you could do it kind of like how a writer does it where you can go horror or suburban or, you know, um, um, grimdark or, (laughs) you know, if that's the type of message that you want to convey or that's the type of genre that you want to convey in your art, um, you know, that's something to keep in mind, you know. Um, you can also, um, there's different types of ways to make art on paper and pencil and canvas. Like I said, there's painting, there's markers, Posca pens, all sorts of things, you know, all sorts of things to, you know, keep in mind. And even in digital art, they have many different brushes for you to use. It's not just limited to, you know, a pen like in markup in photos so you know that's something to keep in mind too and um always keep in mind the digital art schematic or digital art process whichever one you want to call it you know um idea sketching inking coloring highlights and shadows um after effects exporting and then whatever you want to do after that um those are the those are the main ones. Of course, there can be a bunch of mini steps in between, but those are the main ones that I really focus on when creating my own art, so something to, something to keep in mind is, you know, that kind of thing, and I've been using that method for years now, so I don't know, you know, you know, maybe take me with a grain of salt or something, I don't know, <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking. Take me very seriously. I'm a very serious person. <laughs> but, yeah, so. Just keep all of that in mind, you know. You don't necessarily need to choose between one um, one style or one genre, but I would, but I personally, if I could start my artist journey all over again, I would personally start with one style, with one genre, and, you know, you know, one main technique, you know, like how my main technique is the digital art schematic, you know, I would start off with a technique of how to do it, you know, and yeah, so that's my advice for that. Now, on to the subject of writing. Now, Writing, I really want to get back into that. I've been so focused on creating the business and everything that I just completely abandoned both regular, just regular old drawing and writing. And I am so sorry to um, myself and my ideas. Oh my goodness, I have so many characters to get down. I'm I'm serious. I'm probably going to draw for like hours now, now that I have some time. Um, but anyways, so, with my sudden realizations out of the way, something that I want you all to know is that writing is my baby, (laughs) okay? Writing is one of the best things ever. You know, I've gone without it for so long that I just, I don't know what to do with myself. And that's simply because... Writing was very big for me. Now, if you're someone like me who is a huge creative, who, you know, just absolutely loves, absolutely loves creating characters and scenarios and everything, try writing every day. Try writing about them every day. Even if you are stumped beyond belief, um, do what I do, okay? Okay. Um, what I do is when I have little moments, sometimes I space out, sometimes it's not in the best of times, but when you have time, either if you have a bus ride to school, um, or if you're driving to work or something of that, just daydream, okay? Don't daydream yourself into danger, however, you know, for those of us who are driving to work, but, um... You know, just think about your characters. Think about things. And um, especially think about your inspirations. For example, um, what even led me into spiraling into wanting to create my own movie studio? What spiraled me into my passion of creating characters and these wacky scenarios? What spiraled me into that was simple. It was the simplest thing. It was the character that I like to call Hope. Now, Hope is a girl with, um, naturally white hair. Okay, she's she's very young. Um, I believe she had blue eyes, possibly, to go with the ice theme. She was kind of an ice-themed girl. Um, it honestly doesn't matter what her eye color was. Um and she often wore like spy attire like if it's super spies that you see in movies and such and um she her character first appeared when i was very a very small person um i can't recall exactly when because i really was very young but um i'd say around 7 or 8 was when i really started getting memories of her or started keeping in memories of her. And basically what I would do is I would think about one of my favorite shows. At the time, it was a show called Transformers Prime on Netflix. And it was about these um, robots who could transform into cars or planes or occasionally boats, although they kind of left that for Obvious reasons They're at least obvious if you've actually seen Any of the shows But um, in this show They mainly cho- um, Turned into vehicle um, Cars and such Or into planes And um, you know They could voluntarily switch between the two And it was really awesome And there was this war between the Autobots um, The good guys And the Decepticons The bad guys Hence Decept a con um and basically um i absolutely loved the show okay i would always have it on either in the background while i was doing something on my ipad or you know sometimes i would actually watch it <laughs> that was back when i actually watched things instead of just listening to them but um it was one of those where i absolutely loved it and every and pretty much every night when i went to bed It was actually very weird for me to go to bed and not think about the show at least once as I was drifting off to sleep, but every night I went to bed, and, you know, I closed my eyes to go to sleep, um, I was someone who, I'm someone who doesn't immediately go to sleep when they shut their eyes and they lay down, you know? I'm not necessarily, I don't necessarily think of myself as, you know, picky about where I sleep, but, um... Um, I do need to meet, like, specific criteria or something. I don't know what to call it. But, whenever I would do that, I would daydream until I fell asleep and actually started actually dreaming. So, I would daydream in my head about this character, Hope. And, um, basically, it was my own self-insert original character that I would insert into the um, Transformers Prime Universe, and she would go on adventures with these people, and I would, in my head, I would even rewrite episodes of the show, or create whole entire new ones, and for me, this was a whole entire new concept, long before I discovered what the internet was, and what fan fiction was, and such like that, back when I was innocent and adorable, (laughs) and, um, this was kinda that was where it started. Because from there it naturally spiraled into me thinking about her more and more. And then I would think about her in the concept uh in the concept of Minecraft story mode, which is a one-off game um by Telltale before I believe they went off the rails and Mojang based off the Minecraft property. That Mojang owned and um, Mojang owns, and um, <laughs> it's it's basically the story mode, if there was one, version of Minecraft. And um, I would imagine her there too. Sometimes she would still be the same old naturally white-haired girl. Sometimes she'd be a zombie for some reason. Um, honestly, I'm not sure why I went with that. I think I'm just very fascinated with paranormal and um, extra normal concepts and um basically you know she popped up in that then it turned she turned into her own story um a bit more disconnected from everything then we turned over to her enemy slash brother feng Wan dagon who um who um has a mashup of names from a show and then um something else that i had heard about um <laughs> his name doesn't mean anything um And then, from there, I decided to make a book about him, and cut all ties with the Minecraft slash Minecraft story mode universe, and then, and then from there, after I gave up on writing his story, simply because it was both too edgy and too complicated, I then went on to create my own stories, in my own universe, with its own rules and laws and concepts, and... It's honestly amazing. It's honestly... It's one of the main... All of the stories that I have in my mind, I want to make them all. And I want them to be on the big screen. And I want them to, you know, be in movies and TV shows and everything. And I think these stories could honestly inspire people. Um, You know? Um, even if the stories are comedic, or, you know, more funny than anything, or if they're just, if they just seem weird to a lot of people, or just strange, or whatever. I think, I think if I was um, when I'm able to create my movie studio, and I'm, when I'm able to put my characters out there, I think there, I think there's gonna be not only good reception, but I think I'm gonna start changing things for the better, and I'm honestly, I'm already happy about that. I'm already happy about how far I've come. I just need to go a little farther For myself, for the community that I'm proud of being in, the Pride community, I'm here, and I'm gonna make it. So, I think it's time for one last message before I end out this podcast special. So, one last thing I want to say is that, um, thank you all, yet again, for being with me on this journey. Whether, um, you've been following me this whole time, whether you've just been listening, or, you know, whether or not you, you know, stopped for a while and then came back, it doesn't matter. Thank you all for... (laughs) Um, giving me the support that I need. I will be providing the link to the Secrets to Digital Art with Procreate course site in the um, description of this podcast below. If you, even if you only click on the link, it will make my day. It really will, because these are just the first steps to what I'm going to be, what I'm going to do in my life, and, um, it would be amazing if you showed your support, and at the very least, clicked on the link below. Thank you all so much. Thank you all for joining me for this launch, for the updates, um, even helping me through the technical difficulties just by listening to me talking, to the, uh, talking about them. This has really been great, and I hope to bring you something more in the future. And it is I, Dharma Uribe. Signing off.